Welcome to HopeNet Radio, connecting generations to save lives from destructive lifestyles and suicide. Suicide was definitely something that was on my mind a lot. I wanted the pain of life to just stop. My dad is kind of verbally abusive, and he's also a workaholic. When I was hanging around with a bad group, I got raped. I was angry with God for the longest time. A couple weeks ago, my cousin hung himself. I really need to get closer to God. I just slipped so far. It's HopeNet Radio. You can talk with a live spiritual coach anytime at HopeNet360.com. Now, here are the hosts of HopeNet Radio, Jeff and Dave. Welcome to HopeNet Radio. This is the show where conversations save lives. Jeff and DW, your host tonight. Be part of the HopeNet Radio tweetback going on right now at HopeNet360.com slash tweetback. And you can join the conversation anytime. If you want to email us, our email is at hope at hopenet360.com. We're so glad that you guys have joined us tonight. And like I said, Jeff and DW with you tonight. We've got Jason with you tonight. And uh, Jason, how's your week been, man? Oh, it's been great. It's been great. The weather's been beautiful and been enjoying it and can't really complain about anything. Well, that's good. That's good. How's family? How was your uh, your son's birthday? Did you, you guys made a cake for him and everything, I assume. We did. We made a, a ball cake and painted like a baseball, and he just tore it up. That's awesome. So he loved the frosting and just dove into it. So, we, yeah, we got some fun pictures. Did he get it all over his face? He did. Got all, all right. over his face, mouth, nose, ears, hair. Great graduation pictures one day. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Bribery pictures yep. someday. So, yeah, it was good. Dave, how are things going, man? Very good. Very good. Enjoying all of the opportunities we have here with Nicolay Bible Institute and the various retreats. In fact, you know, Jeff, I would love to uh, tell our listeners about the retreat coming up at the end of October and see if we can't get them to sign up and join us. I'd love to meet them personally, have a lunch or dinner with them, and, and be able to share with them face-to-face. And we're going to do something right here at Silver Birch Ranch at the end of October. Yeah, and that's coming up fast, too, the very last weekend in October. And I'll be speaking. We have a bunch of different seminars going on, and it's just a time to get away, relax, get focused on where things need to be focused on. Maybe your life has been pretty crazy, especially these first few weeks getting back to school. If you have kids in school or you're getting back into school mode, it's just it's sometimes this can be so chaotic that just to have a weekend where you can get away and you can focus on God and you focus on your relationship, maybe with your spouse or maybe just with your family or maybe some friends. You want to just bring some friends up. And, and have a good time. It's a great retreat. It's a great place up at Silver Birch Ranch. So we invite you to check out the information on Silver Birch's website. And you can find the link at hopenet360.com. So also in studio with us again, Tara Kay. How are things going with you? Things are amazing. It was a great week. I had a, We had a big conference with a lot of a thousand, a thousand women from the Fox Valley came. And there was a speaker who is a, a human trafficking survivor. And she came to Appleton and spoke. It was just phenomenal. You went to your first Packer game of well, the season. Of the season, yeah. Yeah, it was, it was a good game, I assume. Yes, it was amazing. Yeah. Not as good as a Bears game, I would imagine. Yeah. No, but, it was better yeah. better Dude, than a Bears game. Can you tell me what happened with the Bills? I still don't understand that one. With I the Bills? Either. However, yeah, they, well, lost, yeah. they, lost, they lost to the Bills at home. I, yeah. I still don't understand yeah. that loss. I really don't. That's because their pregame meal was peeps. No. <laughs> before that. And nice. And you are what you eat. So, I mean, I think that's what happened. Jason's trying to play like he forgot that loss already, but I'm, I'm, I'm just going to be wondering the entire season what happened there. Yeah. You know what? I, there's a couple of things with those Bears, though. I, I mean, honestly, I'm glad they, they have a few victories under their belt because when they play us, 
I want them to be at their best when we beat That's them. Right. That's all there is to Amen. it. And, um, and, and we will be. Not only that, I really appreciated the first game because I picked up the Bills defense for my fantasy football. <laughs> And they are killing people, and I am just running over people because of it. <laughs> so I'm enjoying that. I mean, that, that was good. And like I said, the HopeNet Radio Tweetback is going on. The HopeNet Radio Tweetback is your chance to connect with us during the show. So from the time the show begins until 10 p.m. or an hour after the show, whatever time zone you are in, you can join the Tweetback at HopeNet360.com slash Tweetback. And it's exactly how it sounds, T-W-E-E-T-B-A-C-K. That's the Tweetback, and that's how we play the game. Tweet, 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 tweet. Yeah, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna be there this time, man. I am in, I am in. Were you I, out for the count with those peeps? I know or? how yeah. to, I know how to tweet. I mean, I'm a tweeter. I need anybody so. who is a peep fan to come and re- tweet back because <laughs> I need we some support. We don't want to hear anything about peeps. We really don't. They make me nauseous just thinking about. I think it. you need to have an intervention. I think it's just this fear of. The I do. Peep. I'm going to counseling. Peep counseling. <laughs> the trouble is, every time I go there, everyone's dressed in yellow. I don't get it. <laughs> Oh, no. That sounds like a bad dream, Dave. (laughs) It is. And it's recurring. (laughs) So your chance to connect with us on the tweet back right now at HopeNet360.com. Our email is also Hope at HopeNet360.com. So if you are catching the show on the podcast version, you can email us at any time and share your thoughts, your comments, or just a quip of, I don't know, something that comes to mind during the show. And if you do subscribe to our podcast, I do thank you guys. We're so glad you guys support the show and are a part of our podcast crew i don't know what else to say uh except that we are really thankful that you guys subscribe and are a part of the conversation with us because again it's not just us talking about it i feel like we open up the conversation to talk about things that maybe are uncommon conversations maybe at your home or among your friends and so the things we talk about on the show is meant to be more of a starting point and so tonight we're going to talk a little bit more about some things in First Peter. So if you have your Bible and you want to open up to First Peter, it's a phenomenal book. I've just been reading it in the last couple of weeks, and we've been doing some more moments of hope, and we've been talking a little bit more from First Peter in those. But uh, the, this is a book, honestly, Dave, that just it continues to be an encouragement, I think, to a lot of believers, especially when we start looking at our world and what's happening today, kind of leave us in despair. When you look at what's going on around us, what you see is constant change. I don't care where you are. You're going to see change in what nations are doing. I mean, when I grew up, we were hiding under desks in Chicago in case of nuclear attacks, you know, and we were worried about the the big red machine, we used to call it, the Russians that would come over and and just destroy us and obliterate us with um, you know, various atomic weapons. Well, then all of a sudden that seemed to go away. The, the, the wall that, you know, the Great Wall mm-hmm. got torn down and, and, and that kind of thing, you know, in, in over there in Germany and and before you know it, we've got a whole different world in front of us. But now, again, we, you know, Russia's doing their thing and the thing that's going on in the Middle East. And, and the United States is having all kinds of issues with just leadership. And, you know, things change. Yeah. And, and what happens is we start to look at all that change. And in our lives, we're trying to find stability and significance and security. And with all the change going on around us, we have trouble understanding what we need to do to be people who are stable who have real hope and are actually going somewhere because we're, we're, we're actually depending on things. And then all of a sudden the things we've depended on move mm-hmm. and we're trying to find them again. So I'd like this program, if, if, if they want to dial in and listen, you know, I'd like us to talk about the importance of focusing on some things as Peter does in First Peter that don't change and talk about what those things really are and really give our listeners some hope 
for what's coming up in the future instead of uh, like the news, if they listen to it tonight or any night, being full of things that say, oh, my goodness, turn it off and, and listen to something else because it's all the same. <laughs> There's a disaster all over the world. And, uh, and then you combine that with personal disasters mm-hmm. in, in the sense of, you know, sicknesses or illnesses or deaths in a family. Before you know it, man, you better know where to look or, or you're not going to be one who has real hope. And uh, we want to be able to give that to our listeners if we can. So I hope they uh, stay tuned and, and we can have a discussion about that tonight. Yeah, there's a lot of things that are happening, especially in the Middle East, like you said, Dave. And the purpose of this show is to give people an anchor in their life because there are so many things that they shift, they change. It's like grass or like waves that just continue to push people back and forth. And when we rely on the the world systems, we rely on the things of this world, it's going to leave us eventually in a place that's just hopeless and broken. And we wonder why we get to those points. And it's because we have gotten away from an anchor of hope that's actually going to last through those weathering storms that come upon us. So looking at our world today, it's amazing what we see in the Middle East. Uh, Tara, I don't know if you've been watching the headlines or seeing what's been happening there, but this group of terrorists essentially that are killing journalists and I'm sure Christians in the Middle East just because of their representation, who they represent, whether it's Christ or it's America, but there are people that absolutely hate us in the Middle East. And it's just incredible to see what's going on. And just the evil that's out there in the world. I don't know. To me, it's like I look out and I'm like, I can't. Sometimes you just think that the world is just a scary place because of the things you see in the news. Definitely. Following the news is kind of a back and forth thing. You want to be, you don't want to be naive. You want to be informed about what's going on. But at the same time, when you turn it on, it's like, oh, okay, five minutes. I, I just want to turn this off because I want to pretend like it doesn't happen and I don't want to hear it. Um, but I thought what Dave said was such a good point. I mean, I, I love history, but sometimes I even forget that about the things that happened in the past, like to duck under your desk thinking that would protect you from a nuclear bomb. I mean, yeah. it just seems ridiculous now. And some of the things that people had to face back then seems so ridiculous, but that's so true. I mean, think about the things that people face today, and we would never have thought some of the stuff that's happening today. People years from now will probably look back and think, oh, that was so shocking, but it just changes. There's still awful things that are going to happen in the world, and it just changes what it is. I mean, working with trafficking, that's one of the things that people ask me a lot is how do you deal with such a difficult, brutal issue and hearing stories, um, that very graphic stories, how do you deal with that? And that's something that I really had to come to terms with, too. And it's not easy. What we're talking about today that is, it's been a good reminder for me and it will be a good reminder for me. And that's something that I had, I, I faced with this issue was just wanting to not really wanting to hear the truth, but at the same time, knowing that this, this was really going on. So I couldn't just look away either. All right. We're going to take a break here. Make sure to check in on the tweet back right now at hopenet360.com slash tweet back. More on the show when we come back here on HopeNet Radio. Are you hurting, stressed out, need somebody to talk to? Chat with a live spiritual coach anytime at HopeNet360.com. This is HopeNet Radio. Feel free to email the show, hope at hopenet360.com. Now, back to Jeff and Dave. Welcome back to the show where conversations save lives. Dave, Jeff, Tara Kay, Jason, your host tonight on the show. We're glad that you've joined us. And we invite you to be part of the Tweetback going on right now at HopeNet360.com slash Tweetback. Or if you're on Twitter, you can just use the hashtag HNRTB. That's where we're connecting tonight. And tonight on the show, we're talking about temporary situations with an eternal perspective. And like I said, going to the break, we see news stories all across the world. And not only in our own backyard, but in the Middle East, we're seeing people that are being beheaded for 
just being a journalist, just reflecting the name of, of America or maybe their beliefs. Christians who have been martyred throughout the years, this isn't a new thing going on, but we see so many situations where if we were looking through our worldly eyes, we would say, what is this world really for? You know, if, if people are being killed for maybe just their name or the brand, who they are, I mean, this is, this is stuff that like, it just, it, kind of brings you to a point of despair in a lot of ways. And I think it's really important that no matter what's going on in your life, number one, you know that there's a God who loves you. Number two, there's a live coach right now who is willing to chat with you if you need someone to talk to about some difficulties going on in your life right now at hopenet360.com. Um, but with that tonight, guys, I think it's so important as, as we talk about these things, we recognize that our hope, it does have to be stronger than this world has, does it not? Yeah, you've you got to figure this. If somebody's got a headache, you can give them an aspirin. And, and that could relieve the headache. But, but the wise person tries to figure out why they have a headache so they can cure it forever. You know, Jason, you were in um, Ireland, correct? Yep. Uh, isn't there a lot of fighting and hatred that goes on over there? Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of history of that. You know, they, if you're over there, they call it the Troubles, and it's this whole Protestant-Catholic divide thing. They call it the Troubles? They call it the Troubles. Oh. Mm-hmm. So if you're, if, you're, if you're there local and you talk about the Troubles, that's, what, that's kind of how they refer to it. Now, technically, they've been at peace for just over a dozen years. You know, but there's still people that hold these significant grudges in their hearts, Mm. you know, and it's just a hatred. And it's a lot like what we've seen even on the media today that you were just talking about, Jeff. You know, people were blowing up each other and doing it in the name of of things and even God, you know, but it's just like we're, we're missing the point because it's all about the here and now and not looking beyond that, not looking towards eternity. And that's what we need to remember and bring it in, into perspective. And, you know, looking at First Peter today, you know, he talks about that quite a bit, and that's the cool thing. You know, we try and make it, I mean, you said something there. It's like we try and make our actions all reflect God when they reflect us, not God, mm-hmm. and our actions, and we change. Like, you know, I don't blame a lot of people for being disillusioned with who God is. Because there's a ton of people through the history who have blamed God for what they've done. Yeah. And, and they had no representation of God whatsoever. Right. It would be like somebody who didn't know Jeff, you know, and they say, well, I'm doing this on behalf of Jeff. And they take a hammer and beat somebody's car, you know. And then the guy comes out and says, who told you to do that? You know, Jeff. All right, I hate Jeff. You know, Jeff had nothing to do with it. Mm-hmm. He, he was somewhere else. He doesn't even know Jeff. He just thought, I found this name. I listen to this. I, I go to that HNRTB tweetback thing, and I know him. And so I'm blaming him. It doesn't make any sense. And there are people all over the world today that are doing things, like, like beheadings in the Middle East. And they're saying this is of God. And you know what? A sensible person is going, this is nuts, actually. And so the idea of who God is, Satan is so clever at what he does. He's mixing everybody up, trying to figure out who God is. And here's what I know. You know, if, if you take all the news, I, one time I went away from the news for I forget how long. And my wife and I weren't watching. Then I watched it again. I wanted to see if it was any different after like a month and see if there's anything. I turned it on and I'm, I think I'm watching the same newscast I watched a month ago. So disaster, true. disaster, disaster. That doesn't change. Why doesn't it change? Because that disaster is based on everything that changes, and everything's changing. Mm. I love getting up early in the morning and spending time with God. He doesn't change. He will never change. And that's the one place I can put my hope. Everywhere else, I don't care, person, places, things, they're going to change. And, and the people that are listening to us, so sometimes when you have put your hope in all the stuff that changes, you are going to start to be one who has hopelessness and despair because that's the only logical conclusion if you're trying to put hope in something that changes. 
Yeah. In fact, there's a verse. I want to read it to you and get you guys' reaction. In 1 Corinthians 15, 18, it says, If in Christ we have hope in this life only, we are of all people most to be pitied. Uh. That's a tough verse. I mean, think about it. If, if in Christ, if Christianity is about just right now, just right now today, what, what Paul is saying there is, then we are of most people to be pitied. What does he mean by that? I mean, how does that make any sense? Yeah. You know, as I think about it, there are people that really have been bought, sold a, a, a bill of goods that, that God actually made this life to be the best life ever. Mm-hmm. It isn't. This is a life where you and I are in the middle of a war. It's between God and Satan. And understanding the Bible helps us grasp this. And, and really what happens is during this life, the things that change and the people that sin and the sin in my life will affect a lot of things and a lot of people. But mm-hmm. one day, God cleans it all up, and we live in a manner that we were made to live in. We have those who have been in God's family, those who have put their trust in Jesus, are going to be with God forever. One day, my mom, my dad, we won't be separated anymore by this thing called death. You see, right now, if, if all we've got is right now, then, then what we believe in is not going to do anything if it's just about right now. But, but because it's not just about right now, think of it this way. How, uh, eternity is a gazillion, gazillion years. Is that a number? <laughs> Something. A gazillion years. A lot Whatever of it is. Yeah, big. Now, how long am I going to live? We, we don't know. The average is like 76 years or something. So let's say I live 76 years. Now, now those of you that can put a, a scale in front of you, put a, a line in front of you that represents a gazillion years, and right in the middle of it, put a, a, a dot that represents 76 years. Now, see, when I start focusing on that really, 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 really small dot, and I put all my hope on that dot, no wonder I'm a wreck. You know, I'm forgetting what's real, and what's real is eternity, God, that kind of thing. I I know, Jason, does that make sense? No, it makes absolute sense, you know, and I'm a very visual person, so even with the illustration that you use with bazillion, gazillion numbers, you know, that that doesn't necessarily have an impact on me. And so the way that I think about it, you take a football field, everybody loves football, you know, tie a string end zone to end zone, you know, post to post, take a piece of gum and stick it on there, you know, and that's our life. And the, the, the crazy thing is that, in reality, that string goes on forever, you know, so you can go east coast to west coast and still that piece of gum represents your life. And I think so often we get so focused on that, that one little speck of time rather than thinking about outside of that, thinking that life is bigger than that. Yeah. So if I'm Paul, I'm saying, man, if you're focusing on that gum, you're to be pitied. If you think mm-hmm. that Christianity is all about just that, mm-hmm. just that moment. You're to be pitied. See, it's bigger than that. And we need to open the door to the bigness of God and to what's really there and to the permanence of God. Otherwise, we are to be pitied because now we're trying to find satisfaction in something that will change. You know, I remember I bought a new car once. I was driving it home, and I thought, I'm I'm a sick man sometimes because I'm thinking, yeah, 10 years is going to be a piece of junk. You know, why can't the car stay new? Why can't it stay new? I'm not enjoying it already because it's going to change. You know, I should at least give myself 20 minutes to enjoy it. <laughs> but instead, I'm thinking, as soon as you take it off the lot. <laughs> I know. And I'm thinking, you know what? What a waste of money. This thing's going to die. It's going to be in a... One day I pictured it, you know, going over to... We're in, in Antigo area, going to Cousineau's junkyard. They pick it up and crush it. And I just spent big money on this stupid thing. Man, you yeah. put your hope there, forget it. 
just forget it. It's going to be gone. Well, you got to have hope in what doesn't change, and there's only a couple things that that fits. I'd like to see an eternal bank account. You know, if I could just write a check and and continue to to spend money, not worry about it ever depleting. You know, ever going out. My health too. So, you it's know, like if you had the cheat codes, yeah, exactly. <laughs> cheat code just replenish my bank account. Yeah. You know, and that and we look for eternity in so many different ways. We were talking during the break, Jason. You were talking about how eternity is written on our hearts, and Tara, you had some thoughts about this too, of just how we get so focused on the temporary and we cannot bring ourselves to focusing on eternity because it, it seems like eternity is just this lofty idea that's way out there. But sometimes it's just a struggle to see beyond today that how can we ever grasp eternity and what that really means? We are looking for it in so many ways. You know, we wish our bank account would never run out. We wish that our health would never go away. Dave, you talked about it as well. You know, when you get to that age where things start to sag instead of, you know, firm up and watch I mean, it, you just you get it. to those... <laughs> I'm getting there, man. I'm, I'm not I'm, eating peeps. I'm not there. <laughs> we want eternity so bad. We want beauty to stay. We want money to stay. We want our possessions to never depreciate. These are the things that we hope for, and yet they do fade. They do rust. They do decay. And we can't do anything to change that unless we just repair or replenish it or totally replace it. And yet we don't worry too much about our soul, like what our, what condition our soul is really in and the eternal value that's on our soul. So we're going to dive into this a little bit more. Again, if you have your Bibles, turn to First Peter. Get on the tweet back right now and let us know your thoughts right now at hopenet360.com slash tweetback. Also, if you need to tonight, there's a live coach standing by if you need to chat with someone. You can go to hopenet360.com. Click on the Talk to a Live Coach button. More here on the show when we come back here on HopeNet Radio. We're connecting parents with their teens in real conversations that save lives. Hope Net Radio on Q90FM. This is Hope Net Radio. Connect with us on Facebook and Twitter. Hashtag HNR. Now, back to Jeff and Dave. Hey, welcome back to the show. The Hope Net Tweetback is going on right now, by the way, at HopeNet360.com. Lots of fun. Some good interaction going on, guys. So thank you so much for being a part of the Tweetback right now. And if you're listening on the podcast, you can always connect with us at hope at hopenet360.com. And the birdies will continue to chirp even in our inboxes as you send us your emails and your thoughts. Well, one of the questions I was thinking maybe that our listeners might have is how do we make that connection if we can't see eternity, if we see what's here and now, how do we understand, how do we wrap our minds around that? How do we even begin to understand that one day what we look out and we consider to be normal will be actual what reality is according to God. You know, there's, Mm -hmm. he's planning a new heaven, a new earth, and that's going to be what is normal for eternity. So how do we wrap our minds between what we see here and now and what will be the, the new heaven, the new earth for eternity? That's a good question. I think that just talking about it in terms of how do we make that happen shows how far we've gone because it's not for us to really make it happen because it already is. In other words, we got rid of it. Um, and, and what we do, what we need to do is see what distractions got in our way that causes us never to think about the permanent stuff. I mean, what in our, what in our life causes us to ignore God, ignore the fact that there is an eternity, ignore the fact that, you know, eternity is forever? What is it that causes us to not even think about that? And, and what happens is if you get rid of the things that cause you not to think about it, you'll start thinking about it again. Uh, I mean, a lot of people... Uh, I actually don't mind going to funerals. I know that sounds weird, 
but I don't mind because it's like a reality check to me. It's, it's, it, I go there and go, you know what? This guy, just a week ago, you could talk to him. Right now, you can't. And I'm thinking, I'm there one day. So it's a reality check. Now, does that make me uh, angry or depressed? No. You know, nobody in this world thinks right now that they're not going to die. Everybody knows that. But what we do is, is we go through life filling our time with distractions so we never think about it. So when it comes, it's a surprise. Mm. The truth of the matter is, when it comes, that'll be a surprise because we don't know the date or the time. But it wouldn't be a surprise if somebody dies. I mean, that's not going to surprise anybody. So we fill our days trying to just get rid of what we already know. And so I think, you know, as you, as you look at uh, what Tara was saying is, you know, how do you get it? By getting rid of some of the stuff that keeps distracting us, I think. Not, not by trying to do much else than that, because then God actually fills that void. In, in Romans chapter 1, it talks about how they knew God, but they didn't honor God, and they pushed him out of their memory. You know, and, 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 and that's how God made us. God made us to understand that he's there. God made us to understand. And, and what we do is we spend our time on things that change so much and focus on those things that eventually what happens is that we have to look for the permanent things again because we've lost them. It's not that we didn't have them. It's just that we lost them. I, I lose things all the time. Up here at camp, we call our, our brains the vault. You know, I put it in the vault. I think my vault doesn't close anymore. You know, th- things seem to fall out at times. And, you know, I'm looking for my keys or I'm looking for my wallet. Yes. It's not that I didn't have them. It's that somehow when I put them down, I was distracted by something else. And I don't remember where they are right now. And, 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 and I think that's how life gets. Uh, God implanted in us eternity. He implanted in us the importance of people. He implanted in us who he is. And what we've done and what Satan's very good at is selling us the idea that, no, this is more important, this and this and this. And we end up watching, you know, hours and hours of sports and this and that and the other thing. And we don't really focus on what doesn't change Mm -hmm. until, until tragedy comes. And it forces us then to think about what doesn't change. When somebody's laying in a hospital dying, all of a sudden we're forced to think about what doesn't change. And we don't like that. We want to get out of there as soon as possible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Dave, you shared from 1 Corinthians 15 about how if hope is only for this life, if hope in Christ is only for this life, we're to be the most pitied people in the world. And we know from the message that is in the Bible that our hope is eternal. I mean, it's not just for this world, but we're, someday we're going to have an inheritance. And First Peter talks about this directly, that we're going to have an inheritance. We have an inheritance right now, if we're in Christ, that's waiting for us, that is not only future, but it's it's going to be good. It's not one of those inheritance. It's not just the an eternity that's going to be miserable or just a little bit better than what it is right now. Because I think sometimes we wonder, you know, what is eternity going to be like? Is it just going to be a part? Is it just going to be a few years? Is it just, you know, what is eternity? Is it really going to be a good quality of life, if you will? And here's what First Peter says, or here's what Peter says in First Peter 1, says inherit it's an inheritance that is imperishable undefiled and unfading that's kept in heaven for you what's really cool is anything that's real important in life is permanent and god wants to give me as his child the status of his child he wants me to be in his presence he wants me to be by him and one day he alone can make that happen and nobody can take that away from him Nobody can make death rule. Nobody can make the unimportant become important in front of God. Mm. And, and he will make all things right one day. Death, which is something that we cannot enjoy. 
We cannot enjoy watching people die and be separated. One day God says, Jesus conquered that. We will conquer. That's the last enemy I'm going to conquer. Mm-hmm. And, and you can see that in the Bible. Because I am going to make things right. And in the end, if you are in my family, and you know what? If our listeners aren't sure of that, they need to go talk to a, a live coach at HopeNet360.com. But if you are in my family, then I will be your stability for eternity, and you will not regret that. Hmm. That seems that's I love the way you put that because I know just growing up in church, um, and maybe some of our listeners have experienced this that you it's almost like you're being sold even a religion or a belief system, like mm-hmm. we were talking about sales before. But just how Dave said it um, just now, that's so far from a lot what a lot of people have experienced of what faith and what God is all about. Having a belief system is not a truth system. Anyone can believe anything they want. You can believe that the, the, the moon is made out of cheese if you'd like. <laughs> it doesn't make the moon made out of cheese. And we've equated belief with truth. It's not true. Hmm. Truth stands, whether, no matter what I believe, truth will stand and it will always stand. And that's what we're looking for. I think the cool thing about this whole, you know, you read that, that passage, how the inheritance is imperishable, it's undefiled, it's unfading, it's kept in heaven for us. And I think that's where our hope lies. You know, Dave was talking about how, you know, eternity is set in our hearts, you know, and, and it talks about that back in Ecclesiastes, how God has set eternity in the human heart. And I think the reason that we don't think about this so much is because our lives, especially here in America, it's so filled with stuff. I mean, you look at the average person's life, you wake up in the morning and you just hit the ground running. You know, you're getting ready for school or for work and then you go and then you're you're worried sometimes about the way that other people perceive you. So right away out of the gate, you're worried about the way that, you know, you're talking, the way that you're carrying yourself. And, And all of a sudden, when it comes to eternity, you're not really thinking about it until, like Dave said, it's brought back in when when you face trials when you face different things that cause you you know and that reminds me even when I, I shared a couple weeks ago about you know when I faced uh, passing away one of my youth leaders how it brought that eternity back into perspective and that's where we we need to actively seek out you know in our own lives how do I put eternity on my heart each and every day that's that's where the the rubber meets the road for us. That's how it transforms our everyday thinking because then we start focusing on the things that last and that, that inheritance that God is promising us. And that, to me, that, that's the cool thing. Yeah, and you will one day. I mean, honestly, there will be coming a time where you are helpless and, and you will be sitting there and, and you will be hopeless without God. And, and you might as well not wait for that day. You need to have God as your father now. And if you're not sure that you do, contact the live coach at HopeNet360.com because there's nothing more important than having a relationship with the one that doesn't change. It's really where the finite meets the infinite, and that's who we are. We are finite beings, but God is infinite, and he knows you better than you know yourself. When we come back here in the second half of the show, we're going to talk about the two scariest lies on earth right now, according to Francis Chan. Again, the tweet back is on right now. When was the last time you had a glimpse of eternity? Share that right now. Use the hashtag HNRTB or go to HopeNet360.com slash tweetback. More coming in the second half here on HopeNet Radio. Feel like nobody cares? We do. HopeNet360.com has an online crisis chat line powered by Groundwire. A live coach is available to talk right now at HopeNet360.com. It's HopeNet Radio. You can talk with a live spiritual coach anytime at HopeNet360.com. Now, here are the hosts of HopeNet Radio, Jeff and Dave. 
Welcome to the second half of HopeNet Radio. Jeff and DW with you. It's the show where conversations save lives. We're glad that you've joined us here on the show. Tara Kay in studio with us, Dave, Jeff, and Jason. We're talking about some deep things. Where our hope really lies. And we talked about when we look in the world, we look at the things that are happening today in our world, and we get focused on the things of this world. It tends to take our, our joy away, our hope away in a lot of ways. And we just think that, man, there's just there's not a lot of hope here left in this world, especially after all the things that we see happening at least for me in the Middle East, what's happening over there and the people that are being murdered for their brand. I, I call it their brand because it's not just a Christian, but someone who is an American, someone who stands for certain things and people who hate certain people groups. And And hate is a very powerful thing in our world today. Before I forget, our tweet back is going on right now. So if you go to hopenet360.com slash tweet back, you can sign in and be a part of the conversation. It's really easy. All you need is a Twitter account. You can also use the hashtag HNRTB. Connect with us that way. Also, our email is hope at hopenet360.com. So we talked from First Peter, having an inheritance that's imperishable, it's undefiled, it's unfading, it's kept in heaven for you. And not only that, but we have a hope that we can be set upon that's it's fully in the grace of God. It's brought to us at the revelation of Jesus Christ. So there is an eternal perspective to this that we need to understand, too. It's not just a temporary thing. It's not just for this world. We talked also from 1 Corinthians that we're to be the most pitied people if hope in Christ was just for this time alone, this period that we're here on earth and not actually eternal. Sometimes it's hard to keep eternity in perspective, especially in such a temporary society where we're just focused on that next high, that next, you know, Xbox or PS3 or CD or whatever you want to you want to call it. Um, all the things in this world that we think will satisfy us. First Peter 1, the sixth verse says, in this you rejoice, though now for a little while, if necessary, you have been grieved by various trials, mm. so that the tested genuineness of your faith, more precious than gold, than perishes. Mm. Now, when you look at what God's saying, what Peter's saying right here is, you know what? In life, there's something that's really, really, really important, and there are things that aren't. And here he is saying, you can have a really rough time. You can be going through right now, our listeners listening can be going through a really rough time. I mean, there could be sickness, there could be death, there could be bad news, there could be wars, rumors of wars, there could be all kinds of stuff going on. But, but here's what God says is, is just so important, that our faith in what doesn't change is there. Mm. You know, that's what is valuable. And I have found that true. I have laid on a hospital bed wondering if I'm going to be okay. And, and it is that my faith in what doesn't change is what made me, not what does. And, and that's where all of the really important stuff is. It's in what doesn't change. Mm. We have to change our mind frame in this country or suffer needlessly because we don't need to keep focusing on the things that change, hoping they give us permanent joy. It's very true. Francis Chan has this article out in Christian Post today. I was intrigued by the article. It it really, I think it's going to open a discussion to talk about some things that we believe, just lies that we believe in general. But here's what Francis says. He says, I believe the two scariest lies on earth right now that are so prevalent are that you are a good person and that because God is a loving God, he will not punish. Every funeral you go to, you hear people say he or she was a good person. And we have this belief that if we do more good than bad, and the reason that's a lie is because God says so. And so he talks about eternity and and we posted the article at hopenet360.com. So check it out there for yourself. But 
the reality is, is I think we do get caught up in these lies that, you know, we want to have a hope that's eternal. And the other question that comes along with it is, well, how do I have a hope that's eternal in this world? And we get caught up in this idea that our religion is what is going to save us. So if we do enough good things or we have certain things that we believe that will grant us eternal life or this hope that's beyond this world, you know, we have to make sure we get that right, don't we? You know, religion doesn't ensure anything, just as a marriage license doesn't ensure a good marriage. I mean, we have to understand that that we have to be committed to actually God. My marriage will last the test of time if I'm committed to the person I'm with and to their well-being, not not to the fact that I just have a piece of paper. You know, and even going off of that, I think it it takes effort on, on our part. I think today we expect things to come easy, you know, and I think that that translates even to our faith is we, we want you know, to have this this faith where, you know, we're, we're, we, we know God well and that things happen in our lives, but we expect that to happen without doing anything, yeah. you know, and I think that's where we, where we miss the point is that in order for us to put eternity on our hearts, we need to spend time with the things that don't change, like yeah. you were saying, Dave, the things that are eternal, you know, and so it takes time spending with them because I think the biggest distraction, and this is how sin works, is if, it, if you look at the core of every sin, it's selfishness. Yeah. You know, it's trying to meet our own needs in our own time, in our own ways, rather than trusting in what we were just talking about here in First Peter, that inheritance that we get to look forward to that, that gives us that, that satisfying hope and joy. And so as soon as we lose sight of that, we start focusing on here and now and ourselves. Yeah. And that's when we start stumbling. And that's when we lose sight of the, those eternal things. Yeah. And so... Plus we say silly things. Like, yeah. people are good. I mean, good... Why, why doesn't that fit? If I say, you know, Jason's a good man, what do I mean by that? Do you know? I, I mean, good. I, I mean, I could do a lot of good things, but... Like in, what? I mean, what, what makes somebody good? See, we say things and everybody nods mm-hmm. like they know what they're talking about, but nobody knows what they're talking about. I mean, <laughs> good is something you need a comparison to. Yep. So if I'm saying, you know, Jason's good, compared to who? Compared to what? You know, if I'm eating a hot dog and I say this hot dog is good, what am I saying? You're, you're, you make cakes, right? I mean, you're, you're like a cake chef. Guy, I do. Yeah, guy. I make some cakes. Yeah, and I, cook. I, I don't. So we should get together and I don't make one and you make one. I eat one. There so, you go. You, but, but here's, don't make it out of peeps. Whatever you do. <laughs> but but, but here's, here's the deal. If I say Jason is a good cook, what I'm doing is I'm a baker or whatever it is. I'm comparing him to Dave, who's a lousy <laughs> baker. Yeah. You know, I... That's what I have to have. When somebody says something like this person is good, it's a meaningless statement because you have to compare it to something. And that's where we fall short. We won't do it. Mm-hmm. That's why God says that we all fall short. See, in Romans 3, it tells us everybody in the world falls short from the standard. Mm-hmm. Everybody. So God defines it. Dave Wager is a sinful person separated from God. And God goes, I know that. I still love you. I'm going to take care of the separation that took place because of that. Mm. My son will come and die for you, and, and he will take your place. You need to, to trust in that, in my son's death, and in him, mm. and you can be my child. See, God took care of it, but he defines it for us. And in the world today, I walk around half the time, I'm confused with what people are saying. But mm. I think that I'm weird because everyone's shaking their head like they know what they're talking about. And they, they go, this person was really good, and this person was really generous. I mean, if Warren Buffett gives away a million dollars, is he generous? Yeah, he's generous. Is he? he guy that's got billions is generous by giving away a million? Well, I mean, he I gave know. away something. See, what I just did is I, <laughs> I threw a, a perspective in there. Sure. And, and, and now all of a sudden you've got to redefine it, what generous is. Yeah. Are you generous if you give away stuff you don't need? 
Are you generous if you give away things that you actually do need and you're sacrificing? You're now generous, everybody's saying you're generous if you give away something that has value. Are you? But it doesn't affect you at all. So I've got this. Like I gave you a string trimmer, right? Yes, I was just going to say that. I did. Yeah, yeah, I, I gave you a string trimmer. And and am I generous? I thought you were generous, but apparently you I'm did not, need man. it. So apparently, by your definition, you weren't generous. I'm not. I'm not. If you were to come to me and say thank you, that was a great <laughs> gift. I go, it wasn't a gift. I it was taking up room in my thing. I, I had to get rid of it, and you were standing there. You know, I mean, thank you for taking my garbage. I, I, it isn't. <laughs> it, but it, it isn't works, that I'm Dave. generous. It works. I saw that there was value in the thing that you gave me. So anyway, maybe Very it just good. depends on the perspective. Exactly. And that's what I'm talking about right here. When somebody says somebody's good, I have no idea what they mean. When somebody says somebody's generous. See, Jeff, you and I, when I'm talking generous here, we have a different definition sure. for it. I'm fine with it, by the way. I don't think I'm right or you're wrong or whatever. I'm just saying we have a different definition. And if we're going to communicate, we have to understand what we're saying. Hmm. And we don't know what we're saying half the time. And that's why I love going to the Bible saying, let God define the words for us. Let him define himself. Let, let him talk about what they are. And let's stop going and defining things by ourselves because we want it to fit a definition that we like. Yeah, and if you live with that concept, it's um, kind of like saying, well, when I get to heaven, I feel like I, God should let me into heaven because I'm a good person. Because And, and what that really, in, in my mind, it, or the person whose mind would be saying that, and this is just a hypothetical scenario, is that I had the majority of people in my life say that I was a good person. I mean, I guess that's kind of how we evaluate it, like what people yeah. around us are saying about us. Well, majority of people in my life said that I was a good person, so... Therefore, God, you should let me into heaven because these people, everybody else here thinks I'm a good person. So, you yeah. know, you should, too. What's the definition of good? Join us at the HopeNet Radio Tweetback right now at HopeNet360.com slash Tweetback. We're talking about the Francis Chan story. If you agree or disagree, join us right now. Also, chat with the live coach at HopeNet360.com. We'll continue the conversation when we come back here on HopeNet Radio. If you're going through something tonight, a live coach is waiting to talk to you at HopeNet360.com. This is HopeNet Radio. Feel free to email the show, hope at HopeNet360.com. Now, back to Jeff and Dave. Welcome back to the show. In 1 Peter 2, 11 and 12, Peter defines us as this. He says, Dear friends, I warn you as temporary residents and foreigners to keep away from worldly desires that wage war against your very souls. Be careful. He goes on. He says, be careful to live properly among your unbelieving neighbors, that even if they accuse you of doing wrong, they will see your honorable behavior and they will give honor to God when he judges the world. So we're talking about this hope, an unending hope, an eternal hope. And not only that, but what does it take to have that hope? We talked about Francis Chan, and he says these two things. We've been chatting on our HopeNet Radio Tweetback. If you've been following along with that at HopeNet360.com slash Tweetback, we're talking about what it means to have a hope that's unending. But then now what are the qualifications? What does it mean to have an unending hope, an eternal hope, one that's set for us, that's in heaven, and it's not contained in this world, guys? I'm wondering, your thoughts on First Peter 2 here and also the two greatest lies that are in this world, according to Francis Chan. What do you guys think here about this. As it said in, in that passage, you know, and I'm looking here at the ESV and it says sojourners and exiles, you know, and I think that's terminology that, you know, that we don't necessarily think about a whole lot. But if you think about, you know, we were just talking about going on vacation and stuff and, it, you know, that's almost like what our life here on earth is. You know, earlier I gave the illustration of the gum and the line and we lose sight of that. But really what, what, what Paul is saying here is that, you know, we are 
you know, only temporary here. He wants us to think about eternity and the fact of, you know what, what we do here on earth isn't the main thing, you know, and I think oftentimes we get so lost in that and and day-to-day life, it becomes about the sports that we play, the people that we interact with, the friends that we have, the person that we're dating, you know, and that becomes the main thing. And even though those things aren't bad, you know, they're they're good things, if if they overtake our lives so much so that that is the main thing in our lives, you know, we're missing the point, you know, because that's the, that's the thing that's distracting us from that, that inheritance that we're, that we're wanting to have with, with God. And, and, and it's just, a great point to remember that this is temporary. Yeah, you know, we're trying to make ourselves at home in the middle of a war zone. Yeah. That's what we're trying to do. It's like, let, let's build a nice little house, a bungalow, and let's, let's have a nice yard and cut the grass and, and, and just enjoy sitting in the lawn chairs while the bombs are going off. You know, I mean, it's, it's just really hard to do. And, and again, we're not trying to say people need to, you know, look like they've always been sucking on lemons or something. It, the, the bottom line really is there's a reality out there. And there's no way to be okay. There are people today that are not okay that are listening to us. And they're not okay because they are trying to make the temporal permanent. Mm. And they can't do it. And they never will. Now, even uh, as you talked about Peter using the word sojourners, exiles, what were the words you used in the NIV? Oh, in the NLT, it's temporary uh, residents and foreigners. Okay. And if you look in Philippians chapter 3, the 20th verse, the Apostle Paul says, but we are citizens of heaven. He used the word citizens of another place. You know, I, I've traveled quite a bit, uh, and in the process of traveling, I always enjoy it to a certain degree, but I'm never quite at home. And I really look forward to going home. Mm-hmm. I, I am, you know, this is home. If you were to talk to a soldier today who would, who would be fighting in some other country, he wouldn't be saying, boy, this is really nice. I think I'll invest in some apartment buildings here. You know, <laughs> he's not doing that. He's yeah. saying, I'm going to do my job and go home. And, and if we are thinking in any other terms, if we are thinking, okay, I am going to live this life for right now and the temporary stuff right now, I'm going to make this home. This is going to be what I live for. I want to warn you, you are going to be in for a hopeless life, a life that you will struggle with meaning and significance and purpose. You will struggle with security because all of this temporary stuff is temporary. And we just need to start looking at it correctly. And, you know, if you have, if there's a way that you're supposed to live that will ensure, and I'm not saying this is how the gospel works, but if there's a way that you can live to ensure you're going to be eternally secure when it comes to that point where things will just get out of control and crazy, and there comes a day of reckoning where the things that are true will stay and the things that were not true will pass away, that would be the way that I would want to live. And I'm not saying the gospel is wrapped up in religious acts, and we talked about being good. You can't be good enough to earn God's hope. You can't really earn God's salvation. That's not the message today. But what Peter is saying here is that we live as temporary residents, and we have to keep away from those worldly desires, the things that will essentially they'll battle against our soul. They'll get us to be focused on ourselves. They'll get us focused on things that are temporary. They're finite. They're not eternal things. And they'll steal our joy, and they'll rob us of God's perfect will for our life. And so he's talking to us as though we are just temporarily here. We're not going to be here for eternity. And so when we look at our hope and what our hope is in, it's got to be out of this world. It's not of this world. And not only that, but here's a perspective thing. So maybe you guys at home as you're listening or on the radio and you're on your iPhone, whatever you're listening to this podcast or this or this radio broadcast, you're wondering, okay, I'm in the middle of this really crazy situation in my life. Things are just out of control 
I'm going through some really difficult things in life. People around me that I thought I could trust are just hurting me. They're stabbing me in the back. And you're maybe going through some really difficult situations in your life. And you just need something to grab onto tonight. First Peter 2, 19 to 21 says this. God is pleased when conscious of his will, you patiently endure unjust treatment. So if you know God's will and you know what his word says and you stick to that and you're getting persecuted for it, know this. God is pleased when you patiently endure unjust treatment. Of course, you don't get credit for being patient if you're beaten for doing wrong. But if you suffer for doing good and endure it patiently, God is pleased with you. For God has called you to do good, even if it means suffering, just as Christ suffered for you. He is your example, and every one of us has to follow in his steps. That's First Peter 2, 19-21. Guys, as, as we're talking, we talk about a lot of different things on this show. This is a show where conversations save lives. And sometimes we need that perspective shift to know that, you know, the things that we struggle with, the things that we face, the injustices that people throw upon us and they accuse us of things that are just untrue, completely untrue. They lie about you. They deceive you. They tell you one thing and they do something totally against it. And it puts you in a situation where you look bad or someone else close to you looks bad. And you're wondering, how could God allow this stuff to happen? To me, you know, we see this stuff in the world. How can God allow all this evil in this world if He actually loves us? He actually cares about this world. How does He allow this stuff to happen? Well, you know, I I don't know how He does not allow it to happen because He's a God of love. Yeah, I mean, nobody in their right mind. Again, when you define the the idea of love, nobody can define love as being coerced or being uh, lied to or being uh, won over. That's not how it is. If it's true love, if it's really the agape kind of love that God talks about, what we do is we have a real choice. I have a real choice today whether to respond to God or not. And and if I do not respond to God, then I have real consequences that are attached to it. Mm-hmm. I mean, God himself doesn't even need to punish me. I think sin punishes itself strong enough. Mm. I mean, if I go out there and do something really stupid, um, you know, if I go out and say I'm, I'm really mad and I go out and kick a fire hydrant— you know, and then I blame God for my toe hurting. It's like, come on, kicking the fire hydrant, losing your temper is what was stupid. And kicking the fire hydrant is what hurts you, not God. And, and we, we blame God for everything bad. And we seem to take credit for everything good. You know, I mean, it's one of those really weird things in life when, when really uh, we need to start looking at reality. What we're talking about today really is a reality check. If you're going to live your life and you're going to live in a way that you weren't created to live, So you're living your life in a manner where you're focusing on all the things that change, hoping to find permanence, Mm -hmm. while the things that are permanent you're ignoring. So you cannot be okay. And that's what we're talking about. We need to align ourselves with reality, and that's what reality is. I think um, this is kind of an issue that I struggled with a lot, even trying to, you know, growing up in church and being told, well, you need to do this, or this is what's good, so you need to do this. This is just how we do things. This is what a Christian young person does or doesn't do. It was a lot about a line, it seemed like. This Mm -hmm. is the line that is good. This is the line that is bad. You don't do the stuff that's bad. And I struggle a lot, and a lot of times still do, because um, being in, uh, just seeing the things that go on around me, being with, around uh, non-Christians all the time, being with people who are in the world and 
do the things that people in the world do, sometimes I feel like I just can't relate to them at all mm-hmm. because I don't do those things. And sometimes I just feel like I just don't fit in and I get frustrated. And then I have that kind of like that aha moment that we're talking about today is that I don't fit in because I wasn't meant to fit in right. with yeah. what they were doing, you know, because I don't belong here. This isn't my permanent home. So I'm not yeah. supposed to fit in here. I'm supposed to do and not just I'm not supposed to just do good things because this is what Christians do. But because of this verse that we're talking about, because it says, do what is good so that um, even if somebody accuses you of doing wrong, they will see your honorable behavior and they will give honor to God when God judges the world. That's why we do good things. Absolutely. And not only that, when you were younger, we don't understand this, but when you have a relationship, you do set rules. For example, I'm married. I have certain rules that I'm going to apply because of my relationship. Religion is when you have the rules, but no relationship and it gets you in big trouble. Absolutely. So we're going to pick up this conversation more when we come back. Remember, you can chat with the live coach anytime at HopeNet360.com. Join our HopeNet Radio Tweetback right now. Visit HopeNet360.com slash Tweetback or just go on Twitter and use the hashtag HNRTV. Back to wrap things up on HopeNet Radio. Love HopeNet Radio? Stay in contact all week long at HopeNet360.com. This is HopeNet Radio. Connect with us on Facebook and Twitter. Hashtag HNR. Now, back to Jeff and Dave. Welcome back to the show, HopeNet Radio, the show where conversations save lives. It's still on the HopeNet Radio Tweetback right now at HopeNet360.com slash Tweetback. We've been chatting about Francis Chan, some lies, and, and your eternal hope, and the birds have been chirping, I think. Unless maybe that's just your notifications on your iPad, Dave. I don't know, but uh. <laughs> no, you know what? It's it's uh, it's the tweetback thing. It's really so heavy right now that they're coming in fast and furious. The HopeNet Radio tweetback is your chance to connect with us all here on the show. And tonight, Jeff, DW, Tara K, and Jason, your hosts here on the show. If you're catching the podcast, you can still get in on the tweetback. Just won't be in real time. We'll get your tweets if you just use the hashtag HNRTB, or you could just send us an email at hope at hopenet360.com. So as your host tonight, we've been chatting about a lot of different things, and we've been talking about not only having an unending hope, but knowing that it is secure and what it takes to have that unending hope. See, there is a part where we have to play in this process. We have to accept God's unmerited favor. We have to accept what he has done for us. It's not about anything that we have done. And just like Francis Chan says, the two scariest lies on earth right now is that you are a good person. And I'm not saying you're a bad person, but the greatest lies right now that he says in his own words that you are a good person. And because God is a loving God, he will not punish. And that's just simply doesn't line up with scripture. And there is a point in my life where I had to make a determination that God's word is true. And we have to, at some point, come to grips with what truth really is and where we find that. See, I have a friend, a really good friend of mine who works in youth ministry, and he's worked in the military for so long, for many years. And this guy works on fighter jets. And they have this manual that tells you essentially how to do anything to this airplane in any way. And it deals with repairing and all the parts and all the missing these things. This guy has memorized every single component. Like he had to take a test, a, a super incredible test of knowledge on these planes that he works on. And he has to get every single answer right. And so basically what this test is, is asking him is what is true about fighter jets? You know, what things have to go where and how things work together. If things aren't working properly, 
that jet is not going to go. It's not, it might crash. I mean, it might not even leave the hangar. I mean, these are these are real things. So we're asking in our own lives, the greatest question that you have to ask in your life is really what is truth? And you have to have an answer for that. There's no middle ground on that. Either it's true or it's not true. Either if I jump off of a bridge, am I going to be pulled to the ground? Chances are because of gravity, yes, I will. So there are things, whether we like it or not, there are truths that are there. And I really firmly believe if we look at Scripture, we're going to find that truth. True. Tweet. Tweet. Very true. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Jeff just brought it home. (laughs) You, You know, one of the most interesting things is that we want to believe something so badly sometimes that we don't want to investigate something else. And the truth of the matter really is, is that we all know that we were made a certain way. In Romans 1, when I I read before, it says that there's a time, if I want to believe in lies, if I want to push God and eternity out of my heart, God's going to let me do that. And and what, what happens is he actually, it tells, gave them up. He let them do this. Um, so many times a young person will come to me and, we, and we've talked and they say, well, I'm just going to do this. I know it's wrong, but I think I need to do it. And, and the only thing I can tell them is, go ahead, let me know how it works. And what you find out later is that they come back if they would and say, it didn't work. And it's like, I'm not that smart, really. <laughs> it's just, we know that that's not how you're made. So if you're going to continue to live in a way that you weren't made, trying to find fulfillment and significance and security apart from the things that give you significance Mm -hmm. and security, you're not going to find it. And I am not smart. I'm old. I can just see it. And, And so it's one of those things where God made us. In the beginning, God. We need to deal with him. Jesus did exist. Mm-hmm. I mean, all historical accounts, etc. we need to do something about Jesus. Who is he? We need to deal with that. And, and then we need to start putting our life, as Jason was talking about, in the perspective of the gum on the string. I mean, we need to understand that this life is momentary, that it is temporary, that there is a war going on. And if we focus on the right things, we will be able to make it through this life in a positive way and actually enjoy some of the stuff that goes on here because of the fact that we have perspective and because of the fact that we put our hope in the things that don't change. So, like for me, I thoroughly enjoy being married, thoroughly enjoy it. I think it's a wonderful institution, and I, and I, and I wouldn't want to change it for anything in the world. But the reason I enjoy it is because God gave us a blueprint for it, and I want to follow it. And in that, I can enjoy this temporary thing on earth very much. Mm -hmm. And that's, I think, what God talks about. I kind of had an image as we were talking, and that helped me understand a little bit more what we're talking about is the Bible says this is preparation for eternity. That's what we're Mm -hmm. doing now. And if you think about preparing for something, like if you were going on vacation, maybe you went through a, a travel agent and they said, okay, you want to go on a vacation. Um, we can send you to this to the Bahamas. And you start packing and putting all the things in your suitcase and you get your snorkel and your bathing suit and you take all this time to prepare your suntan lotion, maybe go get a tan. And you're preparing, you're pre- preparing and then come to find out that your plane takes you to Alaska. So all the things that you put in your suitcase and you took all this time to prepare for your trip isn't going to do you any good in when everything's frozen over and snow covered. And and you realize, what? I've been 
um, misinformed. You know, this person sold me this thing and I thought these were the things that were important. I thought these were the things that I was going to need for the destination I was going to. But it turns out that they weren't. It wasn't. I believed a lie. I believed that I was um, preparing in the right way, but it really wasn't. So you wouldn't go snorkeling in Alaska? No, I would not. (laughs) (laughs) Not easily. Yeah, you know, just thinking about all this and, and bringing life into perspective and even looking back at First Peter, what we've been talking about, one of the things that, that really is sticking with me um, tonight is really just, you know, even Tara talked about, you know, the, the whole line mentality and how sometimes we, we think about how close can we get to the world without actually being part of the world and, and living for God. And, um, you know, when we think about this inheritance and what, what Jesus has accomplished for us, you know, I think that's the perspective that we need to have and really not worry about the do's and the don'ts, but really how much can I get to know God? Because the thing that, that I've even come to realize, and, and Dave has talked about this a lot, the more that we spend time with God, the more that we begin to understand these things and the more that our hope increases because we understand his intentions behind things. You know, because the temptation is so often to give into the momentary, to give in the things that aren't permanent. And I think it's because we don't know God enough. You know, and once we know God, you know, more and more, the more that we realize that the way that he has it planned for us is far more worthwhile than the temporary solutions that we have. Yes, there's things that we can enjoy. You know, Dave mentioned marriage and and I'm married and I love being married, you know, and that's only a temporary thing. And and many of us may be involved in sports, you know, or do different hobbies that we enjoy. And and all those are great. And God has gifted us in, in ways to enjoy those. But if that's the end all, you know, those things are only temporary. And so the more time that we can take to get to know God and to spend time with him, I think the more that we'd be able to put eternity on our hearts so that we can live within the eternal perspective and then even become contagious in the way that we live. So when other people see us, Mm. they don't necessarily see us, but they see that we're living for something different. And all of a sudden, then we can point them to Jesus. Well, guys, it's been a great conversation tonight. Again, the conversation is going to continue on Twitter right now. The HopeNet Radio tweet back, and we'll be on there for the next hour or so until 10 o'clock Central Time. Visit HopeNet360.com slash tweetback anytime, day or night. If you're going through something difficult and you need someone to talk to about some things, visit HopeNet360.com. Again, you're never alone. There's always someone there to chat with you about life, about what's going on, and to just help give you some kind of semblance of hope if you're struggling to find hope tonight or any time in your life during the week. And uh, you can always check out our website, HopeNet360.com. Subscribe to the podcast if you would. You can do that on iTunes or through our website, HopeNet360.com. For Dave, Jason, Tara, I'm Jeff saying so long. May the God of hope sustain you this week and all weeks. We'll see you guys online and next week. Thank you.